It's the Building Years Podcast. The Building With Justin Alexio. Justin Alexio. And Jeremiah Watkins. Jeremiah Watkins. New episodes every Wednesday. Welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. How's it going? I'm Justin Alexio. <laughs> this is the NPR version of uh, the building. <laughs> I was just trying right to, you know, mix it up. <laughs> a what, bit. A, what a soft entry. Yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm Justin Alexio. I was soothing them because this week you're going to blow your mind. Oh, God. <laughs> this is why I don't let Justin do the intros usually. <laughs> <laughs> this week we have Jonah Shaw. Welcome to the program, Jonah. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for having me. That I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming. You have to look at her whenever you say it, otherwise she doesn't know like when <laughs> to, to jump come in. in. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. That's bad hosting. Just, basically, Justin just said, "Please don't." I'm Jonah Shaw, and then he just looked off into the distance. <laughs> She's like, "Am I supposed to?" Wait, I'm over this... here, Justin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Has this has this podcast started? What's <laughs> what's happening? But uh, yeah, uh, uh, excited to have you. You are an actress, and what else would you say? You're uh, entrepreneur. You are an entrepreneur. Yes, um, I'm a TV, film, and commercial actress, and then I'm also uh, able to help other actors with the business side of the industry. So I help actors. I don't help actors learn how to act. I help actors make money acting. So um, I'm really grateful to be able to do both. Awesome. Well, um, we asked the right <laughs> guest <laughs> on this show. Because Justin and I need some adjustments in life. <laughs> That's so, good. I'm getting new headshots, baby. On Monday. Was, Jonah, was that a recommendation from you or uh, No, I just I was like I was just like, nah, I gotta I gotta change this up. Cause you know, I was I was promoting myself as the good looking guy coming to realize maybe that's not my angle. <laughs> but you're quirky and you're funny and you're you're so much more than good looking, you know? Well, there you go. <laughs> so don't do that. I think that's that's what everybody wants to hear. Is you're so much more than good looking. <laughs> that's what you want to hear out here. But how did uh, how did you guys meet exactly? Because I, um, it's always amazes me when Justin knows attractive women. Oh, hey, Aww. thanks. <laughs> you know, I was talking to her. She's like, mm, "Who that?" And I was like, "What's up, girl?" And then I hit him in the face with a ball. Yeah, it was <laughs> dodgeball. We met at dodgeball. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> right across the way at the uh, that really ghetto. <laughs> The yard is ghetto in oh, wait, front of so the... So, wait, you're saying... Oh, you mean the place right across the street from my house? <laughs> that gym? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> Justin dogs on my neighborhood all the time. But, I mean, I don't let my girlfriend walk around here at night. So, there's not much I can really say about it. So, yeah. are, Jonah, are you, like, good at dodgeball? Oh, what she's you say? good. She's good at catching. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm all right. Okay. I, I play a few times a week. Um, at one time, I, was, I would do four days of dodgeball, five days of CrossFit... Uh, two days of flag football. I, w- I really like my sports. Wow. <laughs> I, I've cooled down since then. I've cooled down since you then. Just, you told me right before the podcast started that you were an all-state lacrosse athlete? Yes, all-state all lacrosse player uh, several years back. So that used to be my game of choice. Wow. But I yeah, I haven't played lacrosse in a while, but it's fun. It's fun. I like surprising people with that because they usually look at me. I'm like short, Asian, and they just assume I'm good at math. <laughs> oh. You're like, there's other sports yeah. than math for Asian people. Okay? I never even did the math leads <laughs> during school. So, wait, what is your uh, ethnicity exactly? Uh, Chinese. I was Chinese. made in China. 
Okay, 100% purebred. Oh, yes. Did you just say you were made in China? <laughs> I was. I mean, that makes sense, right? <laughs> That's amazing. I wish I would meet more <laughs> Asian people who are like, I was made in China. <laughs> you guys were made in the USA? Yeah. I, we're, was we're, ma- I, was, I was made in the USA. My parts were assembled in the Dominican Republic. <laughs> That's awesome. That's, that's another good way. I was assembled saying. and made in China. So. What uh, what position did you play in lacrosse? Don't act like you know, Jeremiah. Hey, I'm going to ask for our <laughs> listeners because they might know lacrosse more than I do. Attack. Attack. So offense. I, okay. I was oh, trying to Oh, you got all goals. the glory. I tried. <laughs> See, so. I, was, I played goalie. In soccer, but you know that's still you know you know guarding that's important the to net. Position. Yeah, it's very important. Definitely. Yeah, every every position is important. That's what I've learned. Because I used to take plays off when I was not an important position, and I get yelled at, and then that's what my coach would say. He'd be like, "Everybody counts. You're letting the team down." <laughs> it's true. Like, right, it's dude. true. Yeah. Got to be a team player. My my uh, soccer team was really good growing up, and I was like fat and lazy. <laughs> and I would lean up against the goalposts because they would always be on the other end of, of the field. And then my coach would yell at me and be like, Watkins, get off of the goalposts. I'm like, what? They've been down there like the whole game. He's like, you look bad right now. I was like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm just. You should have brought snacks. <laughs> You're yeah, like, you I know, I'm hungry. Eating. Snack break right now. That was a football game that I got in trouble for eating snacks <laughs> in high school. That was a, that's a different story. Oh, my God. oh wow. <laughs> all right, Jeremiah. Well, you were not an all-state athlete, were you? Oh, no. Definitely not. That's why I'm a comedian, man. Because <laughs> I thought I was going to go into the NBA, and then I got cut, and then I was like, God, man, God. I got to get funny I real quick. I mean, some No. All right, so you're from the Midwest. Where exactly in the Midwest, John? I mainly grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. Heck, yeah. Kansas City, Kansas Oh, nice, nice. And the Cardinals right now going to the World Series. I know, it's pretty awesome. It's a good time to be from St. Louis. Yeah, Yeah. and the Chiefs are like undefeated. Chiefs are 7-0 right now. Yeah. Yeah. Are you Rams girl or Chiefs or not? Uh, Doesn't doesn't matter as much? Slightly Rams. Okay, slightly Rams. Slightly. Okay, Okay. cool. (laughs) If I had to pick a team. No problem, no problem. Nice. So, okay. So, we've got the background for you. So, now you've been in LA, you said six years? About six years, yes. Exciting. I love LA. I so, love did you work any like jobs when you first got out here, like a day job or like when you started? Well, I when I first came out here, I was actually in school full time. So, okay. I did a hmm. business and cinematic arts a joint degree major and a theater minor. And then I did a, uh, anytime I had free time, I was working in the industry in casting agency, producing that side of the. The industry so that's kind of where i learned my that's where i got my insider's experience i guess okay so you've so you've cast people then like yeah i've helped with uh do a lot of casting i worked at abc casting i worked at different independent offices so you see a lot of things in rooms <laughs> so like these casting directors you work with do are you auditioning for any of them now well, at the network level, um, I've it's funny. I've actually booked some ABC shows, and so I've been texted by my former coworkers. They're like, "Oh, oh, we didn't know you were on this episode." Because <laughs> if they're smaller roles, and usually the network doesn't, ha- they don't do as much with it. Right. But so far, I don't think I have. That's crazy. Such so. a big world out there, but also very small. Yeah, it's kind of weird, like how you can be. I don't, I don't know. Like, as soon as you're, like, in it for a while, you start, like, the things start kind of aligning, I don't know, with different offices and different actors and people that you know. I yeah, know. I feel like it's big because it takes a while to meet everybody. But if you get a bad reputation or something, that word can travel so fast. Yes. Yes, you really have to be careful about that one. <laughs> 
So, okay. So what, uh, so you've, so you were in casting for a while and then you stopped doing that. Now you have a business. Yeah. To help actors with the business side of the industry, because when I was really young, I think we all have a, when we got bit by the bug kind of story. So it was in sixth grade. I loved, um, I got involved in the play called Rap and Stillskin, which was the rapping version of Rumpelstiltskin. And so that's when I fell in love with acting. And that so, sounds awesome, by yeah. the way. <laughs> I've, I've never heard of this, but I'm like, sign me up. <laughs> I want to view this. Tell me what grade school this is playing at. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that they're still running it, but uh, about a year later, later, I was listening on the radio, and you know they had one of those ads that's like, if you're between four and four, 80 years old and you want to be an actor, we have talent scouts looking for you. And so I went through that audition process and um I got really excited because I was like oh I'll have my first agent I was like 12 years old I didn't know what the hell I was doing and what ended up happening was I later learned it was essentially a five thousand dollar scam and my parents did not yeah my parents didn't really have much money back then like for half my life I grew up in a trailer park Mm -hmm. and so money was hard to come by and the fact that they somehow found a way to pay for these ridiculously expensive classes that weren't actually that good it was pretty it it really made me ashamed it was only till like a week ago that I told like two people and I hadn't mentioned it for yeah. like 12 years. Because yeah. it just like hurt too bad to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, and it, yeah. It, made, it made me embarrassed and ashamed. And I felt really bad for my parents. And when I Googled the company, um, I mean, officially, are they a scam? They haven't been found out officially. But I do know when I searched the school's name or the agency's name and the word scam in Google, 26,900 results <laughs> yep. show up. Yeah. So it's... What I see is I, I never want an actor to have to go through something like that. And some people were screwed over far worse than I was. So that's wow. why I do what I do because it's not that actors are dumb. It's just that there's not much information out there. And yeah. so there, I yeah, want to really a, provide good information to help actors succeed. Yeah, there's a big difference between being dumb and being ignorant because like whenever you move out here, you just don't know. Like Yeah, anything. and you're like so over eager. Yeah, it's, like there's not a class or anything in high school or college. It's like when you move to LA or New York, this is the things, the yeah, steps that you Yeah, no one need tells you sign up on LA casting or do any of that <laughs> stuff. Yeah. What is LA casting? <laughs> exactly. What is this? Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I had a question. It'll come back eventually. <laughs> I don't know. So, okay, so how long has, it's called Career Activate, right? Yes, Career Activate. So, how long have you been incorporated or whatever? How long is your. The business has been around for a few years, and I just incorporated this past year. Um, oh, and nice. It, yeah, yeah. So now I have, like, virtual programs. I have internet, I've, I do some free webinars, um, and I'm authoring my first book. I think it's going to be called The Unstarved Artist. Okay. <laughs> uh, wow. Like, Seven Steps to Success so as an this, Actor, or something like that. When Okay, so you started writing it? I started outlining. Outlining. So are awesome. you, how does writing a book work? Cause I don't even have anyone done that. So do you actually write the words or do you just tell someone <laughs> write these words to make? Cause I, I have, I feel like one day I'll have enough knowledge for a book. Everyone should write in book. But everyone I don't know has, how Everyone to write has a book. book inside them. I truly believe that. I would, so are you going to like write all the words out? Uh, yes. Yes, oh my God. I plan on. That's but, the uh, worst interview question. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're writing a book. Do you write all of the words out? Or? I don't know how it works, man. 
time no, to learn. There, to be fair, there are uh, there are several people that do have ghostwriters. Yeah. But I think that for me, it's important that it comes from my specific voice. I'm I'm a little quirky. I when I teach, I curse. There's gonna be curse words in the book. So. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> nice. This is an X-rated podcast, so you oh, just yes. go crazy here. Oh, yeah. great, great. Definitely. Good to know. So, uh, well, that's awesome. So yeah. you you've. You've been on a lot of stuff. I was, I was looking at your IMDb. I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, crazy. You know, well, like, like, the past year, it's been um, a really great year. I've done about seven different TV shows, did Bones. I did my first few soap operas. And yeah. I used to watch soap operas as a kid. And then the same actors I watched back then, like, they're over still, a decade they're ago. Still they're still doing they're, it. Some of them are still there. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is great. And then I'm doing a scene with them. Like, whoa, this is very strange. Um, did Trophy Wife. And for Bones... Um, I got to take off David Boreanaz's pants and nice. I grew up watching Angel <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> and seeing him in that show. So I got just, yeah, very up close and personal. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so exciting. So, wow. Don't so, be too jealous, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit. The pants? Come on. So was uh, acting for the um, soaps different than like regular TV or the audition process? I feel like Oh it's- my gosh, it was so different. I mean, I, I knew it would be different, but I think I was shocked at how quick it was. So, for instance, my first soap um, was Young and the Restless, and that was my first soap I ever did, and it was this, earlier this year. And I played a party girl. I, I tend to play the party girl. And uh, <laughs> I was always told it was going to be very fast, but it really was one take, and that's it. So I did the wow. first time, and I was like, okay, I mean, that was all right, but I, I have an idea for the next take. And they're like, okay, moving on. I was like, what? No, what? but moving on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Wow. So unless something major gets fucked up, mm-hmm. they just keep going. Wow. Justin and I have a little bit of experience with one-take shows. Uh, <laughs> we did some court shows. that uh, oh. It was one take, and uh, we definitely thought when we filmed it that they were going to like do more takes with it. Or yeah. Something. But no, I was like, <laughs> oh, that was what? good. But like, wasn't that just the warm-up? Yeah, pretty much. They're like, all right, that's the shoot, guys. We're like, what? <laughs> I'm sure it was great. I'm sure it was great. It was fantastic. <laughs> so what's your favorite thing you've gotten to work on television-wise? Ooh, favorite thing I got to work on. I would say, I mean, I think Bones was awesome. I played like a birthday girl named Miriam Young, and I there was a male stripper there, so we had hired, the scene was we had hired a male stripper to come strip for us. We were going crazy. David Boreanaz comes in, and uh, Emily Deschanel, and I assume that David is also a stripper, and so that we're all role-playing here when he's actually coming in to talk about a real crime. Right. And so it's all fun and games for me, and I have no idea what's actually going on. Did you, did you practice that scene in your apartment for a couple I feel like I would I would practice that. But, mm, <laughs> well, I'm you know, get I didn't, this button like this. I didn't I didn't hire a male stripper. You know, I I guess I could have gone <laughs> gone above and beyond and actually gotten a male stripper to practice. But no, I just re- rehearsed my lines by myself, like a true professional. <laughs> I gotta ask you because Justin and I. So Justin recently booked his first TV role and congratulations. Yeah. on what? Uh, major crimes. <gasps> congratulations. Yeah. Right? exciting it's it's pretty cool and <laughs> and uh jess and i were basically we were talking about the different lingo of tv and stuff like whenever you booked your first thing was it like a huge learning experience or was it a huge like was it a like a major deal or were you just like no this is this is about time like whenever you booked your your first role <laughs> well i i started out in student films okay back in st louis and then we had 
uh, a production that came in town. And so it was called Alice Upside Down. It was a family film uh, with Lucas Graviel, um, Penny Marshall. Uh, nice. Yeah, and um, several actors that were pretty well known. And so that that was a shock to me. Like I, I'd been paid to act a couple times before then, but... Every day on set, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing what I love and yeah. I'm getting paid. It's, oh, I, is, yeah. this, is this right? Is it's this the for real? Feeling. Yeah, it is. And it was, it was amazing. And what was great was there was a lot of St. Louis local hires on the set. Mm-hmm. And so they were all very patient with explaining blocking and what it meant and where we should be directing our eyeline. So luckily that turned out okay. Um, and so my first big production was actually in St. Louis before moving to L.A. Awesome. And uh, now uh, you said you uh, came from a commercial audition today. Yes. Do you, do you go on a, out commercially a lot for stuff? Lately I have, yeah. I just recently signed with a new commercial agency and um, really happy. been going out a lot. I just had a Chevy Malibu call back today. So they were looking... And we were supposed to pretend that we were real friends. And what was funny was all the girls in the group, there was actually a way that we did find a connection of how we knew each other. So it's true. It is a really small town. One of the girls was at board game night. I host industry (laughs) board game nights. And she was actually at my board game night uh, on Saturday. That's awesome. So, yeah, that was crazy. So you're like, uh, best friend. Yeah, I'm like, besties right here. (laughs) Let's let's freaking book this Malibu commercial together. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. So what, okay, so we have, I'm, I'm sure we have some aspiring actors that listen to this. Got a lot of teenage girls. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've got two in the room right now. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, what's the question, Jess? Yeah, so what, what what would you say, what advice would you give actors or like from the business side or like any like major pitfalls you see people fall into or like, you know. What, what can you be like, don't do that. And you just want to tell that to people. Don't do that. Oh, that's a long, long list of don't do's. Um, I think a big thing is that actors move out here. And one of the most commonly asked questions I get is, how do I get an agent? How do I get a good agent? Sure. But so much of it is, don't focus so much on getting an agent right off the bat because it's gonna it's very competitive. So focus on booking the work, making the connections, and then you can leverage the connections. For instance, I always have actors get quotes from uh, people that they've worked with and have those quotes in their submission materials so it, it looks like they've been vouched for and people trust them and then using things like that to leverage getting a strong agent. So mm. starting off, I think at any point, you should, you should always be networking. But lately, I, I keep telling my actors... Everyone always wants to be a go-getter, right? Get, get, go, get. But I'm a big fan of actors being go-givers. So it's about what you you can contribute to a relationship and you're always going to, further down the line, you are going to receive. And so what I recommend is that actors actually reach out to producers for coffee meetings, lunch meetings. And it's a really simple thing to do. You send them an email, you send, you say exactly what you admire about them in a non-stalkerish way and offer to take them out to lunch or coffee. You'd be surprised. I've had students that started relationships with like director Sofia Coppola, president of Universal. And these are people that had never quote unquote networked before. And it was through sending like a simple email or finding one thing that connected them with that person so the girl that got um started a relationship with the president of universal studios they were just both uh, veterans and that's what she led with to to find that common ground sure wow 
That's a good tip. Yeah. <laughs> Jer- I was I'm like, I like, should write this down. I was like taking it in. I'm like, okay, let me check some notes real yeah, quick. Yeah, and so much uh, of it, like some of the, uh, my favorite, like coffee dates um, with people, like for instance, one of my friends that works at Resolution Talent Agency, one of the new big five talent agencies, you know, I was kind of persistent about getting lunch with him and he's like, yeah, yeah, follow up with me and I did. And he's like, you know what? It's great that you were persistent because a lot of people would just drop off, mm-hmm. you know, because he had to reschedule on me and that was totally fine. Yeah. And the first, he barely knew who I was but when we sat down I'd offered to take him to lunch the first thing out of his mouth was so Jonah um what can I do to help you that was the first thing out of his mouth and I was like wow no wonder he's as as successful as he is because he's always thinking what can I give to someone how can I help them and I think when we all lead with that kind of mindset versus okay what do you where do you work and what can I get from you people can smell that oh totally and so if it's coming from a different direction I think it's a lot more genuine and people really feel that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremiah's I'm getting just, his mind I'm just blown feeling right. inspired right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like taking this all in. I'm just like a, a sponge right now. I feel like this is like the movie Pay It Forward, right? <laughs> no, it's a lot of, yeah, it's a lot of good tips like, uh, you know, good karma, all that stuff. Yeah. It applies, <laughs> applies here. I, I like that. Good, I definitely good. like that. Um, okay, so now that we we all have a positive high right now, let's now bring it back bring down. It down. Oh, let's bring okay. it down. All let's right. come back down. Okay. That's uh. This is the segment. It's always around the twenty minute mark. What has Hollywood done to you that is, you know, base essentially a bitch slap? Ah, up and around, maybe down. <laughs> I'm sure it's happened several times. Uh, right now, it's hard for me to recall like a terrible time, but I do remember a few instances that they were like, wah, wah. Uh, like for instance, <laughs> I had booked a an Apple commercial, like an Apple FaceTime commercial. Okay. And they had done a lot of different rounds of auditions and they had very specific spots, like they needed Japanese girls for the, the Japanese spot, Chinese girls for the Chinese spot. Yeah. And they were very particular, like must, you know, must be Korean, must be Japanese. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I was fortunate enough to book the Chinese spot. I was like, awesome, all right, I'm Chinese, I can do this. So what Apple does is they usually book two people, two actors on the spot, and then they choose. And so um, I knew they booked another girl as well. And the day I showed up for shoot, you know, I'd already done the fitting. Um, we'd already spent hours doing that, actually. And uh, hair and makeup all done. And then the other girl that was booked, she's Japanese. She's full Japanese. I was like, oh, that's odd. She's, oh, I don't know why they didn't book her for the Japanese spot, but okay. Yeah. And then she, she shot, and I guess their take took those takes took a long time and when they wrapped they were like you know what Jonah we don't need you to shoot it's okay (laughs) so So just because they had you slated to go second I I guess yeah and so So that girl was bad at her job (laughs) you up that's what I'm taking apart from this I'm angry with this Japanese girl that messed up your opportunity for an Apple FaceTime commercial (laughs) I don't I think it would, I don't know what had slowed down in the process. I'm not sure if it was the actors or the set, but it just took a little bit longer. And so they just passed. I was like, wait, so now they just have the Japanese girl for the Chinese, the one that's going to go to the Chinese market. That's, uh, that's interesting. Oh, so she gets double pay. <laughs> I hate this girl. I cannot believe she did that. Maybe so, she even did it on purpose. I don't know. I'm getting dramatic in here. Dang, that's crazy. So, do you still get? Because I've heard that happen to a couple people. Like, do you still get paid for showing up to set? You okay? Luckily, yeah. you do get the session fee, but unfortunately, you don't get residuals, and yeah. the money is really in the residuals, those mailbox right. paychecks. Totally. I mean, I've had students. So far, I have yet to make six figures on a commercial, but I've had a few students that made uh, six figures on one commercial. 
Yeah, that sounds nice. <laughs> that would be nice. I I did pretty well with a uh, a Chevy Volt commercial. Oh. Um, and I didn't make six figures on it, but it was uh, it let me do comedy and acting for like a year straight without like it wow. paid all my bills and everything. That's amazing. So That's that fantastic. Was, yeah. So maybe it's meant to be. You're talking about the Chevy Malibu ad. Maybe you're gonna book it today. <laughs> I hope. I Chevy's hope. just hel- helping everybody in this room. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no such things as coincidences. <laughs> or is there? <laughs> How often uh, do you go back to uh, St. Louis? Not often enough. My my parents are actually going to move to Indianapolis because my dad got uh, is getting a different job. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I mean, I I miss it, but I'm glad that I'm in Los Angeles. Now, when you when your parents move to Indianapolis, will you ever go back and visit St. Louis, or is that your only family in St. Louis? That's my only family. The rest okay. of my relatives are in China. Okay, legit, true Chinese, right there. Not well, fake Chinese. Not <laughs> fake Chinese. Do Do you speak Chinese? I do. I speak Wokisozoeng, uh, so I speak Mandarin. But it took me a long time to to really accept that I was Asian, like. I've um, I've been surprised to see an Asian girl looking back at me in the mirror. That was for years. Like I would I would look in the mirror. I'm like, oh right, I'm Asian. I don't know what I expected huh. to see. I don't know if I was expecting to see a white girl looking at back at me. But it took me a while to really embrace, embrace my <laughs> my Asian side. So here's a maybe like a career opportunity. You ever think is there there's film industry yeah, overseas? You ever think about doing that like in China? I actually was at a like a China US film summit type of thing like a couple weeks ago. Because there's a lot of uh, partnerships and collaboration between China and the US now because of China's consumers com- rising consumerism. So I'm definitely open. Um, and I'd love to I've actually not gotten to travel that much to shoot. Like I traveled to Arizona time yeah. to shoot something that was about as far as i went <laughs> yeah. well arizona and st louis um but i'd love to go outside the country and to shoot yeah that would be amazing so like when you go into an audition let's let's give jonah's audition tips oh let's say you get the breakdown. i never said i see remember I don't, I don't teach actors how to act that's right <laughs> so you don't have to do it but i'm you book but, a lot so we, i'm saying for yours okay. but wouldn't you say that audition being a good auditioner is sometimes different than being a good actor Absolutely. I think on-camera classes, they're so important. Mm. Like, um, because of an on-camera class, I was told by an acting teacher once that my eyebrows would move like crazy, and it was just too much, especially for film. Mm -hmm. So I was told to put blue tape on my forehead to prevent my eyebrows from going crazy and from doing all the the excess face movement. Wow. So there's a lot that uh, sometimes you have to change for your on-camera audition. Um, versus doing like, for instance, a theater or a stage play. That, oh, I yeah, I just did a uh, an indie movie earlier this summer, and uh, it's been a while since I have acted on screen like for something. And uh, I'm so used to doing stand up and stuff, and I'm very physical and stuff on stage. And he's like, "Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> these faces are way too big." <laughs> he's like, "You got to be way more subtle." He's like, "I'm." He's like, "Imagine your face." Like in a movie theater screen, you're and I'm in close on you. It's gonna look insane. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta tone this way down. I was like, all right, sorry. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it, that happens. That happens. Yeah. And I mean, for me, I uh, in the waiting room area, I tend to like to listen to music um, or something that gets me in the mood of whatever zone, I'm going yeah. in for. But recently, like I had this really meaty guest star audition for a callback for Grey's Anatomy, and it was 
not like any other role I'd got out for. It was, it was very dark and there was a few crying scenes too. And at that point I was like, I got to, there's something that I need to change in my technique because what I had to, I was doing in the waiting room area for about an hour because it, it was taking a little bit longer, but for yeah. an hour I was on YouTube watching child abuse videos oh. and oh, to be right. horrified. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe, oh go gosh. To that place. I, I'm like, oh my gosh, this, I don't know if this is mentally scarring me just a little bit. Um, <laughs> but you know, for that audition, you know, I didn't chat with anyone in the waiting room area. I was just watching these horrific videos. Wow. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I had to do a crying scene for this this indie movie. And I'll tell you real quick, the gayest I've ever felt in my life. <laughs> when I was watching, I was listening to, uh, do you, have you heard the, the Hallelujah song? From yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like sitting alone in a corner on set. And I was just listening and trying to get sad before this crying scene. And I'm like in a wife beater. And I'm like. I feel so gay right now. I'm like, <laughs> stop thinking about that. You got to focus on the scene. I don't know. That's whatever that's works, right? Whatever yeah. works. Okay, so back to auditioning tips before before it gets too crazy. Before we get off too off course, because Justin asked you that. What's what, what would you say? Um, I, I I think music helps. Let's see other things that help. I try to leave the preparation at home, like the powers and the preparation. So there's so many yeah. times she'll go into the waiting room area, like every single waiting room area. And you'll see a lot of actors looking at their scripts, mouthing words and trying to, uh, I, I guess they're just, they just want to make extra sure that they have the lines down. And I used to do that because, um, but what I found is that just made me more nervous. And right. so instead, like I don't even look at, my script usually when I'm in that rating room area and I think it really helps to be just mentally prepared to go in there and so much of it is not trying to please the other person I think that's such a hard thing for actors to change about the way they look at auditioning that you're there to be the answer to their casting problem right. you know they're looking for someone to fill this role and and uh, I, I show my students sometimes this little brief clip from the director, uh, one of the directors of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Richie Keene. And what he says in the video, he's like, you don't understand. As a director, when you walk in the room, I'm nervous. I'm nervous because I need to get this role cast. There's yeah. a deadline. And he's like, and look, you know, if, it's, it, if it isn't plainly obvious, you know, every time someone walks in the room, we're just hoping that that's the person that can solve wow. our problem. And it's so true. So instead of worrying about them liking you, it's like, you know, no, you're just there and you're helping them. You know, you get to be part of this collaborative process and that's a different shift than, oh God, I really hope they like me. I, right. I really want them to like me. That people pleasing side of you is exactly what's going to prevent you from booking. Just gotta be chill. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> just like, like, be chill. Like, okay. That's, that's, yeah. I mean, that's good. Like, any, I, any audition that I felt really good about, uh, it's usually whenever I'm super relaxed and chill. But it's weird. The stuff I end up getting, I'm just kind of like, really? That, okay. That you, happens that, a lot. That happened to you too. It was just yeah. like, you're like, whenever you feel like you like blew them away, you're like, I'm gonna book this. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> And then you don't even get a callback or you don't hear anything back. That like, happens happened? a lot. And then, I don't know. It seems like it's always like that. I don't yeah. Know. And the times for me, um, me and my manager talk about this and she's like, just don't, just don't care. You know, like I do really well when I yeah. just, I'm really unattached to the outcome. It's like, if it happens, it happens. Like I've had times where I was called back three times, um, three times for the show, um, 
why can't I remember? Uh, switched at birth. ABC's family switched oh, at yeah, birth. Yeah, yeah. So three different times I went to producers. And three different times I did not book. <laughs> but on the last one, um, that same shooting day, had I booked that, it would have been a small role. But I ended up booking a much larger role on a Nickelodeon show for that same day. Yeah. And so it really goes to show that when one door op- one door closes, there's other doors open. And you just have to stop staring at the closed door and look at to see what other opportunities are out there. That's awesome. And I think that's kind of an awesome way to end the podcast. On yeah. That positive very note. zen. <laughs> yeah. um, so do you want to tell people where they can get your stuff at, where they can look at your yeah, plug websites, oh, Twitter, sure. whatever. Like you can go down the yeah, list. Go down. It. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so my, my Twitter, it's hashtag Jonah Shao. That's J O N A X I A O. And you can find me on Facebook under the same name. And very soon um, I'm going to be making my, my new book that's I'm in the process of writing available on careeractivate.com. So that's www.careeractivate.com. And I think I'm going to be giving, um, giving away free downloadable copies of the book so that if you're on the mailing list, you automatically get a free copy of the unstarved actor. Okay. That sounds freaking wow. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we got, we're getting so much stuff here. I know. Uh, well, Stop being a go-giver, right? Go-giver. Man, Uh-oh. she's already like, got quotes. <laughs> this girl's going places, man. <laughs> Jonah, thank you so much for coming thank by. Thank you guys yes. so much. I had a blast. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. All right, guys. That was Jonah Shaw. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Do you enjoy it, Jeremiah? Of course, dude. There's a lot of good tips. And uh, she just has a good podcast voice. Do you know what I mean? Like, she's easy to interview. She's easy to talk to. And she's fun. Yeah. It was fun. Hope you guys had fun. Did you have anything to plug this week, man? Um, well, this is Friday. So, uh, let's see. Just, you know what? Value Menu Presents and Fusion Saturday Comedy uh, on Saturday. And then uh, I'm going to be in Long Beach on uh, Sunday night for, for a show. Um uh, for I forget where the location is at. I probably should know that. <laughs> uh, it's my buddy um, Daniel Ekis. Um, oh, Daniel um, Ekis. Yeah. 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 You know him. Yeah. Yeah. He's done one of our six stand-up shows from forever <laughs> ago. Uh, uh, but I forget where the location is. But uh, I'll be in Long Beach, guys. So <laughs> hit me up if you vague. wanna come see me in Long Beach. All right. Uh. Yeah, check me out at Fusion at Justin Alexio on Twitter. I'm also, I'm also, uh, yeah, hit me on Facebook because I know I've got some dates that are, you know how it is. Like get them last second. I don't know them yet, but I'll have some this weekend. Oh, and um, also I'm gonna start plugging this every week, but um, December 26th through 29th, um, I'll be featuring uh, for John Cheeser in Kansas City at Stanford and Sons, and uh, I have a new sketch out this week at www.jeremiahwatkins.tv or youtube.com slash jeremiahwatkins. It's called Becoming Pro. And uh, nice. it's with my Gustav German character. So, oh, uh, it's coming out. Yeah, I'm it's excited. already out. Oh, it's out. All right. Yeah. All right. We'll watch, watch it right now. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. The wheels on the washing machine go round and round. Round and round. Round and round. These are getting worse. (laughs) 